Today's episode is sponsored by Ava. Stop missing hot leads when you're out with a client or spending time with friends and family. Ava is a professional inside sales team and will respond to and nurture leads 24-7. And you step back in when the leads are ready to talk to an agent. Visit reraw.com forward slash Ava to learn more. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash A-I-V-A. Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Well, happy Monday, happy, happy Monday morning. Everybody, thanks for tuning in to a Monday morning sales meeting. You know, this week, I've got something a little different in store for you, so be prepared. I'm not going to tell you what's happening just yet, because before we go into it, I've got to remind you to step back into your last week. Close your eyes, unless you're driving, and uh, think about the last week. Look at your activity level, look at your intentions, and did they marry up? Were they in line with one another? Because remember something, as we've talked about in previous sales meetings, your intentions mean nothing if the actions don't prove them to be true. So give yourself a score. And I want to remind you, it's not an opportunity for you to hate yourself or to get yourself down. This is an opportunity for you to give yourself a score and redirect. Remember, if you do this weekly activity of refocusing your attention, identifying your points of weakness, and kind of recalibrating your efforts to things and actions that matter, then you don't get too far off course. It's a great opportunity for you to reflect and get back on track. So make sure you take just a brief moment to do that. Now, with no further ado, I've got something real special for you all. You thought only in a drunken debauchery could I bring on this guest into a sales meeting. But our very first guest actually into a sales meeting along with me in 20 minutes or less. So we're going to roll forward. Mr. Anthony Pirro. Yeah, baby. From the Big Bad Bank. Live and in person. Live and in person. Here we go. So today, what are we talking about? You know, I, I, I got to get something off my chest. Yep. I, and, and I feel like this is the best place to do it. I just wanted to talk about how, you guys, lenders do not make up rules. This is a big one. Yeah. This is a real, yeah. So this is a really, really, really big one. And agents of all levels need to understand this because guys, so often we we call the lender and, and we're barking their ear off expecting that, you know, hey, it's time, you know, we talk to our broker and hey, it's time to play hardball. You need to call that son of a gun and tell him that it's time to get XYZ done. Yep. Doesn't always work that way. And it's because the loan officer is not writing the rules. Yeah. And I, and, and that's the thing I, that I deal with probably uh, I spend more time on than anything else. Um, I want to use an example like um, a lot of self-employed people, right? Yep. You know, you got small mom and, mom and pop shops, um, 
doing well for themselves or, you know, they um, even even realtors, you know, Schedule C, you know, they're commissioned. Right. My, my whole point is, is that we don't make up rules. And 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 a lot of times a lot of um, questions arise because throughout the transactions, other loan officers will say, hey, it's good. I got them pre-approved, this and that. But when you dive into the actual consu- uh, uh, customer's um, tax returns or the way that they, they handle their finances, that's where a lot of the, the, the challenges arise. And that's where I'm saying lenders don't make up rules. Sure. So pre-approval mm-hmm. versus pre-qualified, right. very, very different. Absolutely. pre-qualified doesn't let on as much financial detail and status as a pre-approval. So number one lesson that I'm learning right off the bat here mm-hmm. and, and being reminded of is that the power of a of an approval is significant compared to a qualification. Night and day. And, and so let's use an example. You got um, a customer who um, self-employed. Let's say they own... Um, a local business here in the area. They show you a bank statement, James. Yep. They have two hundred and fifty thousand in a bank in a bank account. You're like, oh my god, these people are financially successful. Easy peasy for me. This is no big deal. They're putting down two hundred grand. But so let me tell you the flip side of that coin. The loan officer gets a, a set of tax returns that says their their income is forty thousand a year. Now, does that forty? How'd you get to that? That great question. That forty thousand a year is because, on all of the the income that they've received through the business, they take all the write offs in the world that their accountant tells them they can, which is legally true. That's absolutely right. They have every so buyers not doing anything wrong. Absolutely not. Okay. Nor is the taxpayer for that. And I want to you know give that disclaimer. There's nothing wrong or illegal in this case. Okay. They have every right in their power to do that. However. When it comes to financing, we have to go by exactly what is in those returns. Okay. And why I'm saying that is a lot of customers get very frustrated and they don't understand. Anthony, I have two hundred and fifty thousand in the bank. I, I make two hundred grand a year. You know, why is this a big problem? And it's like tax returns are the double edged sword, Mr. Customer. You can make as much money as you want. There's nothing wrong with that. You can take all the write-offs in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to financing, we have to do exactly we have to go by exactly what is in your tax returns. So I don't want to derail the message in in our sales meeting this morning, but I would like to point out that setting expectations becomes an extremely important part of understanding that the loan officer doesn't make up rules. And the reason I mention that is because oftentimes the real estate agent says, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yep. If he doesn't get it done, I've got three other people that can play ball. Correct. And the misunderstanding immediately is that the loan officer doesn't make up rules. Now, some lenders might have slightly different, you know, you're going to direct lender versus big bad bank versus, you know, private money or, yep. you know, whatever. But overall, we're not talking about, I mean, we're not talking about a significantly different game when it comes to the loan officer doesn't make up rules. And by the way, those three different types of institutions have unbelievably 
different expectations regarding your financial qualifications versus your interest rate, the amount of money you have to have down, your overall financial qualifications. Completely different. Not even the same uh, universe for that case. So some of this, uh, I I don't want to say it comes back to a takeaway or being willing to walk away from a deal, but some of this comes down to truly maybe taking a moment as a real estate agent and having a real conversation with the one, two, or three different loan officers that you know and trust to truly understand the process. Yeah, James, I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, let, now let's use for extreme reasons. We're going to be quick on this. Let's let's say you have a big bad bank, you have a uh, direct lender that is not FDIC, and then you have a hard money lender. Let's say you have those three. You're going to have a world of a difference between qualification and requirements between each of those individuals. Sure. Understanding for the realtor as yourself, understanding what each of those is going to require and what their qualifications are will set you apart from 95% of your competition. For sure. Now, Anthony, Anthony actually had talked to me about this outside of you know, a ramble and outside of a sales meeting and outside of our normal platform here because, well, he and I have a relationship anyway, but, um, you know, we can't, it's mostly centered around beer, but yeah, go ahead. And makers, Mark, uh, (laughs) no, (laughs) if you don't understand that joke, then you haven't been listening to the rambles, which is your fault, but they're on Fridays anyway. Uh, no, we, we had a conversation about this outside of, you know, the re-raw format, kind of talking a bit about what could benefit agents and in, in understanding. And I, I think that there's, and Anthony expressed the same, there's this, this strange reality that's not really reality. There's this strange perceived reality that agents think that loan officers can just like snap their fingers. And if they say, Anthony, God damn it, you're just not pushing hard enough, dude. You need to go and talk to the underwriter and tell them to get this done. That's not how this works, you guys. Man, that's such a huge point, James. I'm so happy you said it too. Um, It's not like 2006, guys. we, we We can't just go and say, hey, look, you know what? He's got a good FICO. Don't worry about it. You guys, the federal government has taken over this this industry. If we don't meet, if we don't check boxes X, Y, and Z, we can't do it. Now, if you go, like I said, that's at a big bad bank. If you go down the street to a direct lender, possibly they could do it, but they're going to be the consumer is going to be paying thousands upon thousands of dollars more at the end of the transaction. Now, if you go even further down the street almost in a whole different city and go to a hard money lender. Hey, guess what? All the rules are off. Federal government's not even involved. Different different world. But they're going to be paying 7, 8, 10%, who knows what. My point is is like we've said previously, James, keep your your customers' interest at heart and you're going to be seeing yeah. a different world. Yeah, and and you know, guys, this what it ultimately comes down to, and what the what the overall message in this sales meeting is, is very very simple. Understand your points of leverage. You know, when when you start setting the expectation that your loan officer can move mountains, you, you, not only are you putting your loan officer in a bad spot from from the beginning, you're kind of screwing yourself. You're you're setting your client up to think that that loan officer can literally change the financial position that they're in and make them look prettier 
when in reality, with all due respect to loan officers, it's not it's not even their money. Yeah, that's true, but that's the loan officer's fault for though for not setting that expectation expectation properly. I have to say that you're, if you're right. If he's not telling you and being honest up front and just saying, "Hey, Mister Realtor, we can get this done." Hey, piss on him X Y Z all the expl- expletives that you can say because that's his fault. But do realize that, like, hey, we're not just making these things up because we have to do this in order to even to even write the loan. Right, but where I'm going with that, Anthony, is that a lot of times the real estate agent becomes the first point of contact. Yeah, and unfortunately, what they do is they set up the conversation the wrong way. And when the loan officer comes in, one of two things happen: either the loan officer ends up being made the bad guy because they didn't play the game the realtor said that they would to the client, or the real estate agent looks like the idiot. Yeah. And the loan officer is believed because now they just made the agent look like a moron unintentionally, but because the agent just didn't know what they were talking about. So No, James, you're right. You're yeah. you're 100% right. So so the agent has to know what they're doing. The loan officer has to know what they're doing. There has to be a trust between the two of them. Quite frankly, it would be nice if there's a conversation first, but what's extremely important is you understand your points of leverage. Understand that you having a good relationship with a loan officer doesn't mean that your buyer who's only qualified for 250,000 <laughs> is all of a sudden going to be able to get grace and qualify for 400 grand. Yeah, that that's 100% true. Doesn't work that way. Um Anthony, we're, you know, we're in our sales meeting which has, you know, you're used to ramble sessions where we can talk for like 19 hours. <laughs> um but, you know, we have a a very strong commitment to our listeners that these ramp that these uh excuse me, these sales meetings will be 20 minutes or less. Yep. So, knowing that loan officers don't make up the rules, knowing that it's the agent's job and the loan officer's job to set the appropriate expectations on the front end understanding that those messages have to be clear and concise. Mm-hmm. What thoughts do you have as we close out? What what last thoughts do you have that agents and loan officers alike need to be communicating to the customer so that this is very, very, very understood? Yeah, I To sum it up very quickly, I would say, you guys, always be do your best job. But this is, I, I swear to the loan gods, Please live by live by this. Bad news is better than no news. Huge. Pick up your phone, respond to your emails, no matter how bad it is. Tell the customer, tell the real estate agent, tell the loan officer, tell the escrow officer, communicate. I don't care how bad it is. Just just let them know what's going on. If you can provide some solution, how bad no matter how bad it is, please provide it. But don't go dark. Do not do that. That is you shooting yourself in your foot and in the thigh. It's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, and on and on that note, you know, bad news is better than no news because oftentimes real estate agents in particular, to take the realtor spin on it, take this opinion that, oh my gosh, this is going south and my buyer is no longer going to be able to purchase this house for 500 grand when the buyer might be in a position to buy a different house for 400 grand. But if you take them too long through this equation because your own ego is in the way, you're going to screw them out of being able to buy everything or anything at all. 100%. So communication is extremely important. 
this isn't a game of ego. It's a game of honesty. Yep. It's a game of position. And quite frankly, it's a game of understanding. If I were in my perfect world, I'd be able to afford a $20 million house. (laughs) Not because I would necessarily want to live in what that provides, but I sure would love to have the finances to support it. But the reality of the situation is maybe I can only afford a $20,000 trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Not true. (laughs) I couldn't afford that much. He's in the $20 million. Stop. No, but guys, the, the message here is that not only understand your points of leverage, but understand what Anthony said. The value of communication is incredible. And if you're not, you as a realtor have to be able to support the loan officer and the loan officer has to support the agent. If you guys aren't pitching the same message, you're both screwed. So understand that your loan officer can't move mountains. Your loan officer already knows based on your buyer's financial qualifications that you can't move mountains either. But you both need to be on the same page so that both of you are helping the buyer acquire a property that's in with their financial means that makes sense for them because whose best interest is the most important? The customers. The buyers, 100%. Yep. As long as it's legal and ethical, you operate within those boundaries and you protect their best interest first. So guys, remember something in this sales meeting and Anthony, closing thoughts if you have any, but the loan officer does not make up rules. The only thing I can add, remember, live by it, swear by it, go to bed, buy it. Bad news is better than no news. Communicate as much as you can. Yeah, and guys, by communicating bad news and by having the balls to communicate bad news, you may realize quickly that the buyer is still qualified, maybe just not for what they originally thought. And there's nothing wrong with that because the buyer could still be super stoked. Your paycheck might be a little smaller, but the goal is to get the buyer into what makes sense for them. All right. So loan officers don't make up rules, understand your relationships, understand what everybody's capable of and what they're not capable of. Know the power of everybody's role so that you can set appropriate expectations for your clients. And guys, I got to tell you, we are at the end of our time. I made a promise to you with Reraw that these sales meetings on Monday will be 20 minutes or less. And damn it, I mean it. And I mean it because I value your time and I value the time that your clients expect of you. So I'm letting you go. I'm cutting you loose. I'm making Anthony shut the hell up so that I can talk a little more. I'm out. He's out. He is out. Remember something as you go through the rest of your week. Real agents work. You absolutely must, must, must be one of them. Waking up in the morning and tying your shoes is not enough to make a difference. Know what you're doing. Play this game and play it hard. Have a lot of fun. Have the best week of your life. And we'll see you guys on uh, on Wednesday for the, uh, the next interview. Talk to you soon.